0: Helping you out with your spiritual journey and bringing you all things metaphysical and paranormal. This is Outside the Crystal Ball Podcast with your hosts, Emily Minton and Reverend Ronald Flores. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Outside the Crystal Ball, Episode 9. I'm Emily Minton, and I am flying solo today. We attempted to record our episode as per the usual yesterday morning. Unfortunately, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Technically, we weren't able to make it happen, so we had planned to... record this morning. Well, unfortunately, we woke up to a huge band of storms in our area and Ronnie isn't able to make it over this morning to record the podcast. So we're going to miss him today, but he will be back for our next episode. We have an exciting show for you today. We're going to talk about the idea of animal guides. We're also going to discuss later on the communication from pets that have passed, how we can communicate with them and them with us, also i'm so excited we have another psychic game today i love the psychic games at the end we're going to do two today one that you're going to play with us one you can play by yourself and then last but definitely not least we have a really cool giveaway that i'm going to tell you how to sign up for at the end of our show so let's get started animal guides are very near and dear to my heart. I've always been very connected to the animal community. I have a lot to say about it. And so I Actually, I took quite a bit of notes because I don't want to forget anything. Now, a lot of the information that I'm going to share with you today, have it's come from different places, right? Some of it has come from resources such as Ted Andrews' book, Animal Speak. I'm holding it up for those of you who are joining us on YouTube. Um, there's another resource Medicine Cards by Jamie Sams. I've used that. Also, Dr. Stephen Farmer. He's a shamanic healer. So these are the resources that I use. But the biggest resource that I I use in compiling our episode today are just pieces of information that I've received from spirit. And that spirit could be uh, guides, other people um, even in readings for other people, sometimes their animals and their their past pets will come through. Um, now, when talking about a, an animal guide, there are different types, right? So you have animal guides that are in and out of your life, just like you have spirit guides, human spirit guides that are in and out of your life. They may come for a few years and then you get a new one. You also have an animal guide that is with you for the duration of your life, birth to death. And sometimes this is the guide that people may call an animal totem. Um, Dr. Dr. Stephen Farmer, he calls them power animals. I've heard a lot of different terms for them. And then you also have your messengers. So these are the animals that just come and go quickly. These are the ones that are bringing you a quick message and then they depart. You don't, they're not going to be in your life for any amount of time. So those are the differences between the three. No matter who is bringing you the message, they are all bringing you a message of guidance, love, protection, sometimes warnings or lessons, and they all have a certain energy that they bring with them. Now, in order to identify your animal guides, you should be paying attention to the environment, pay attention to the animal qualities. You want to pay attention to how it resonates with you. I'm going to share a little later how a certain animal resonates with me, but it may not with everyone else, right? So you have all these resources like these books and these documents that can tell you sort of what they mean. What does the owl mean? What does the alligator mean? What does the possum mean? But that does not limit you to that. I'll tell you my animal guide is an owl. It says nothing about what I associate with an owl. What resonates with me is not in the books that I've read. Okay. So you have to, this is a very personal experience. Don't get tied to those resources. Use them as just that—a resource. But make sure you're you're feeling how that animal's energy is applying to your life. So, something else to keep in mind is that animals do not, or, or you don't choose your animals; they choose you. Okay, so y- you you will always be given that animal. That animal will come to you. you aren't, you're not going to get to pick which one you really want. Because sometimes I'm looking through these books and some of these other ones look pretty good. I'm like, I could use this energy. But you're going to get what you need. Um, so keep that in mind. Also, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but in the animal world, as far as importance goes, I don't, have a hierarchy, right? There's not a hierarchy to me. There is simply um it, it, they just exist together. So yes, there's a predator prey energy, you know web food chain relationship. However, an ant is going to bring you a certain energy that might be more important to you than what a wolf might bring, right? So, ant energy is just as important as wolf energy. And I don't want you guys to, to lose sight of that. Um. So, how do you identify your animal, right? That's what we all want to know because we need to start researching that. And I can give you ideas. Sometimes animals can come to you in dreams. And we're going to talk a lot about that later, especially with pets. But when you're asleep, you're most open. You're, lit, you're the least skeptical when you're asleep. And so a lot of times, spirit, human, animal, they're going to communicate with you through your dreams because you are open and you are available to them then. Um, another way that you can identify your spirit animal is through meditation. And that was how I started was I did a guided meditation with a, a practitioner down at Casadega, actually, who walked me through how to identify that animal. And there are a ton of um, online videos that can help you with that. If you'll Google them, a lot of them are free. Now, For people, if you are like me and you have a skeptical mind, you have a more analytical mind, and and having that animal right in your face in meditation or in a dream isn't enough to convince you that that is your animal, then you want to start looking for repetition. You want to start noticing that that animal is coming around when there's times of stress or maybe times of happiness or times of sadness, whatever you're experiencing. Notice the repetition in its presence. and also noticed weird interactions. And this is the biggest clue for people like me who are a little more skeptical is why did that dragonfly land on my arm? That's not a normal thing. You know, most animals mistrust people, rightly so. Why is it that that owl is staring at me eye to eye, right? These are weird things. Why did the hawk fly across my windshield going down the road? I had a hawk fly When I was driving down the road one day, I hawk flew side by side parallel to my car for like half a mile. That's something unusual that even people like me are going to go, oh, maybe I need to think about that. Why is that animal interacting with me like this in such an unusual way? Now, I will tell you what I tell my science students. In science, we rarely say always and never. Okay, there's exceptions to most things. So keeping that in mind, does that mean every weird encounter is going to be a a spirit animal reaching out to you? No. Does that mean every red cardinal that flies across your front yard is is an animal reaching out to you with a message? Probably not. But sometimes it could be. Did that cardinal get really close to you Then it never has before? Did it fly and look into your window? That's happened to me, not a cardinal, but a different bird. And for three days came and looked in my window. What are you doing? Little things like that are going to stand out to you and make you notice. Now that leads me to tell you or talk to you a little bit about building a relationship with this animal. Once you've identified it, we have to maintain it. Because if you start to ignore your, your spirit animal, and you're not paying attention to those messages, they do start to go away. You've got to acknowledge it. You have to have the acknowledgement and um, acceptance of what they are bringing to you. Now, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Since Ronnie is not here today, unfortunately, I'm going to, you're going to get a lot of stories, a lot of Emily stories. So when I, this was probably six or seven years ago, I was just kind of getting back into this spiritual work that that I was put here to do. And you guys know I'm pretty skeptical. I've mentioned it a few times. I went to go, we had chickens at the time and I went outside to go close the coop up for the night. And when I did, up on the branch next to the coop was an owl. And if my arm was three foot longer, I could have touched him. He was a little bit higher up than me, but we could we were making some good eye contact. Now I should have been afraid because it is a predator. It is, is something that has been known to attack other animals. However, I wasn't. I was completely at peace and I, I didn't see him at first, but when I did, I turned and that's when we made eye contact. I sat there and watched that owl for 20 minutes. He didn't move. He would, I mean, he'd turn his head here and there but he did not fly away for 20 minutes. That is unusual animal behavior. I mean, could you imagine getting that close to a a cardinal or a wren or a blue jay and them not flying away for 20 minutes? That's pretty crazy. I have a picture of him. That's how long I was watching this bird. I was able to take pictures. I took pictures. I FaceTimed my husband and showed him. I FaceTimed my mom and showed her. That's how long this guy hung out with me. Now, eventually, I felt like, okay, what do I do now, right? So I go back in, and when I do, he flies up to a higher branch. Now, my science brain says that owl just wants to eat a chicken, and it very well could have been, but I ended that opportunity for him when I closed that door, and he didn't have to stay. He could have been afraid of me and flown away immediately, but he didn't. He hung out with me. So I kind of stored it away. Put it in my back pocket. We'll think about it again later. Well, later came sooner than I thought because about a week later I go to the local Walgreens and I it, you know, they close at nine o'clock and I am scooting in there at like solid 857, right? Just to try to grab the last little thing that I need and I park and it's dark outside. And as I'm walking into the parking or into the doors of Walgreens, I feel the wind move my hair. Oh, what in the world? And I look up and there sits my owl. He's sitting on the corner and I have, again, he stayed long enough for me to take a picture. I have a picture of him. He stayed long enough there for me to go inside, get what I needed and get back to my car. That owl was inches from my head. I didn't hear him ever, never heard him, but I felt the wind move my hair. He was that close to me and he perched himself right on the corner of Walgreens until I left. Now I'm thinking, all right, something's up. Like I've never, I lived in Florida a long time and I've never seen an owl in a parking lot of a a store, much less fly that close to my head, right? So I'm kind of thinking now, well, maybe that's something. Well, let's fast forward a couple of years. I've had other experiences with the owl since then. I don't want you to think I didn't. It was just dry for like four or five years, but it it wasn't. But the next significant experience came in in August of 2021. My mother-in-law passed away uh, from COVID. Now, my husband and his brother were very fortunate and allowed to be at the hospital with her when she took her last breath, which is a, a, a huge blessing. As you know, no one was allowed in hospitals back then, right? So we that's another spiritual story for another day. But they came home from the hospital. Everyone is very emotional as one is. And because of the contagious nature of COVID, I had he and his brother pretty much stripped down to their skivvies in the laundry room and put all their laundry in the washing machine immediately so I could wash it, right? Shoes, socks, everything all in there they each hit a shower one hit the guest shower one hit the master shower then I told my husband I said I'm gonna I'm gonna suit up mask gloves suit the whole nine yards I'm gonna go disinfect your truck while you're you guys are taking a shower so I as I'm gathering my materials and I'm putting my gloves on and my mask on and the thing on and I say to whoever is listening my angels my guides I said, if my, if if her name is Bonnie, if Bonnie made it safely, if she made it peacefully to you, please send my owl. Let me hear from him or her. And I normally, when I ask for signs, I give it 24, 48 hours, right? In this case, I stepped out the door onto the step to go into my driveway. And I heard my owl. He was right next to me in the tree immediately. Like it still gives me goosebumps to this day. That's him sending a message. That's the messages you guys should be listening for, right? Now I asked for that one and you can ask for them. You can ask for those signs. Um, One night I was working on my master's degree here at this desk right behind me. And you can see there's a window behind me and it's four in the morning and I am overwhelmed and I am in tears and I'm not an emotional person. I don't cry. I don't get upset visibly often. However, I had reached a breaking point about 4 a.m. between working, between raising my kids, managing my house, going back to school. It was four o'clock. I was exhausted. I hit that point. You guys know that point. And I start bawling. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And immediately, right outside that window, there's my owl. He always is there when I need comfort, when I need reassurance, that's when I hear from him. Um, Actually, you can see a picture I put up there. That's a picture of him in the daytime. He came and saw me the other day in the daytime, which I know isn't crazy unusual, but I just thought it was really neat. He stood there and let me, I mean, we sat there and looked at each other for a while um, before he flew away. But he is with me all the time now. Owls aren't known to be a a to bring messages of comfort, right? That's not what the books say. So this is why I tell you guys what resonates with you about this animal's energy, and these resources are excellent because they break down the physical qualities and characteristics of these organisms. So, for example, the owl. If you identify with the owl, if you feel like that could be your um, spirit animal. Animals are or owls. Are associated with clairvoyance, magic, intuition. So take those things, and yeah, that kind of applies to me, right? I kind of, that's what that's the work I do. That's cool. But think about an owl is a nocturnal creature. It sees in the darkness. Its eyesight can penetrate darkness. So think about that. Maybe you're somebody that can see through people. You can see through um, any lies that are being told. You can see through them, through their darkness to what's really kind of on the inside. Um, You can also see a lot of times, this might resonate with people who you're really good at at seeing what people are trying to hide, right? Um, Owls also have very, very keen hearing. So maybe that resonates with you. Maybe you can hear what's not being said. I know my husband yells at me. No, I shouldn't say yell. He doesn't, but he teases me all the time because we'll have a conversation with someone. I'll be like, Did you catch up on her? Did you pick up on her vibe? Like, or did you know when he said blah, blah, blah? I think he meant blah, blah, blah. And my husband's like, You have lost your mind. No, that's not. He didn't say that. Well, no, he didn't say that, but that's what he meant. I read in between the lines. So maybe that resonates with you. Owls also have a third eyelid and that eyelid is used to clean their eyes. So maybe it resonates with you that your, your third eye is opening, right? You're getting that cleaned. You're, you're getting ready to start this journey um, to, to, to being a psychic or being a medium or whatever work that you want to do. So those are some things that um, I would look at if, if I wanted to know more about the owl. Now, the barred owl, which is my owl specifically, is very, very vocal. So um, using my voice, maybe he's bringing messages of you need to use your voice more. You need to speak up for yourself more, advocate for yourself more. So thinking of pieces like that is how you're going to connect to these animals. Um, also, I want to talk about this for just a second. And I know we all have well, probably most of us anyway, have an animal that we have a little bit of a fear of, right? Maybe it's an alligator, maybe it's a snake, maybe it's a spider or a bee. I don't know. There's a lot of them out there. I have a friend who's afraid of cats. I have a friend who's afraid of dogs. And all of these fears are based in something, right? So I have a terrible fear of snakes, and i understand their incredible importance to our ecosystem i don't ever kill a snake but if i see one he's going to stay over there and i'm going to stay over there we don't we don't need to talk we don't need to 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 work together we don't need to interact in any way because since i could walk my mom has instilled in me that snakes are scary stay away from snakes and that's a good lesson right especially down here in the south when half of them are poisonous so You want to not, and it's not really half, I know. I'm just exaggerating. It's what I do. Um, (laughs) you, You need to identify that root cause. You need to identify why you're afraid of that animal. Maybe you were attacked by a dog as a child, so now you're afraid of dogs. So there is good rational reasons to be afraid, but also look past that at what that animal brings to the table. So let's talk about the spider, right? Spiders, can be pretty scary, especially the big ones down here. Now, spiders, if you lo- look at the resources, spiders are about creativity. Think about the webs that they build. Spiders are ex- about self-expression and making your dreams into reality. If you're afraid of spiders, reflect a little bit on that. Meditate on that. Maybe you're afraid to to start something new. Maybe you're afraid to to make that dream a reality, right? Like maybe you're afraid to start a new job or a new project or move into that new house what is making you what what else could be cause you know the cause of that fear um snakes is another pretty common one that many people are afraid of and and snakes symbolize rebirth they symbolize newness think about them shedding their skin what maybe you are afraid of of that rebirth maybe you're afraid of starting over in something new job relationship whatever the case may be so really reflect on those animals that you're afraid of as well and see if any of that resonates with you any of that kind of rises to the surface when you're when you're studying them when you're learning about them um, now last thing real quick about the animal guides that I want to say is one of the, let me rephrase, let me start that sentence over. I don't have Ronnie here to, to banter with. So it's a lot of word vomit people and I apologize. <laughs> um, we, when I was going for a walk the other morning, it was Monday morning of last week. I walked and there were two hawks on a fence post. There's a fence post with a hawk, a blank fence post, another fence post with a hawk. And I noticed them. Good morning, hawks. And I keep walking. Again, my skeptical brain, just hawks being hawks, right? So what? There's two hawks on the fence. That's totally normal, right? Then I walk a little bit further, 25 yards down the road, there's another one in a tree. Now I'm like, well, I should probably pay attention to this. So I come home and I look up the hawk. What does that mean? And I will tell you, I have, I don't know if you guys can see, I know on YouTube, I have a hawk tattoo, I have an owl tattoo. I tattoo these things on me because they mean something, and sometimes I do it before I know what they mean. So, back to Monday, the hawk symbolizes um, being observant, right? So, a hawk teaches us to balance our life, and sometimes I need that reminder. Now, if I look at a hawk, I can also see he has a very sharp beak and he has very sharp talons, and they uses those things. Those hawks use those tools to catch their prey to tear a snake to to eat whatever it is that they're going to eat if you reflect on that as a person maybe i'm using you know my my words to to hurt other people maybe that's something i need to be mindful of and it really can be because even though i think i'm a very kind person i also am a very blunt person i don't sugarcoat things very well um So maybe that's my message, you know, maybe to, to be a little, a little softer with how I present information. Now, Hawk is also a bird that gets picked on by other little birds. They get attacked by the little birds. So perhaps Hawk was bringing me a message of, hey, keep your eyes open, be observant because these little things are getting ready to happen. And honestly, that's what I think it was because last week was horrible. Like, So, so many things, just one after another happened last week. And then the beginning of this week has been a little bit chaotic, but better. A little chaotic, but better. Um, To the point where I I cleansed my entire house yesterday because I thought, you know, we're going to have sage. We did Palo Santo. We did patchouli. We did the whole works in my home yesterday because it was so chaotic. Just the last seven, eight days Mm -hmm. have been pretty tough. So I think Hawk was bringing me that message of pay attention because little things are going to start to to pick at you and that's really kind of what happened if you guys have questions because again i covered a lot about animal guides, but by no means did I cover everything. And, and we're not able to do that, unfortunately, on one show. But if you have questions, write into us. You can go to blackcreekparanormal.com and there's a contact form there. You can go to Ronnie's website. You can go to any of our social media pages and send us questions. Um, we love interacting with you guys, we love hearing from you. Uh, and, and if there's anything you want us to answer in detail, we're, we're happy to do that on a future show. Now, I want to kind of talk just a quick second about domesticated pets, right? So you have domesticated pets such as cats, dogs, birds, etc. And these pets are here with you on earth. You probably will not have a domesticated animal as your spirit guide, all right? that usually doesn't happen. If you feel like a dog or a cat, a domesticated dog or cat is your guide, think back to their ancestry, right? Think coyote, think wolf. In the in case of cats, think, think cheetahs, jaguars, leopards, tigers, lions, all those things. Because more than likely, that's where you're going to find yourself reflecting the most or on those animals. Now, that doesn't mean that your domesticated pet that you live with now cannot bring you messages. It doesn't mean that they can't give you, um, guidance while you're here and teach us lessons. Cause we know that they do. We know that these companions here, sometimes, um, I've heard them called familiars and that just means it's a, it's an animal that lives with you, that works with you through the spiritual work. Um, And we all have one animal, whether we consider it a familiar or a a family member, that really touches your heart. And and, and if you're lucky, you have more than one of those in your lifetime. I had a a dog pass away back in December. And we had had him about 10 years. He was a rescue. His name was Rupp. I'll put a picture of him up because he's super cute. And I like to look at his face. He is, he was, um, like I said, he was a rescue from a pretty rough situation. Now, I have two sons and um they used to do this back and forth thing that siblings do you know i'm mom's favorite no i'm mom's favorite and i'd say no neither of you are my favorite rup is my favorite (laughs) that dog is my favorite and i'm teasing them of course but that's we just love that dog so much and he got sick and he passed away now he has come back he has been here since he has passed we have heard him we have felt him. because of the work I do as an investigator, I've had my devices out and we have, you know, communication from him on that. Well, what if you're, you're not ready for that yet? What if, you know, maybe you're not physically hearing these things? Maybe you don't have the investigative tools just laying around like everyone does, right? <laughs> um, to, to communicate with your animals. Um, so listening is the best, it, it is a good way. But again, I'm going to bring this up again, guys. Dreams. Don't discount those dreams. Yeah, some dreams are wacky and it's just, you know, whatever. Just things that have happened during the day. But those dreams that feel real, those dreams that you wake up and you're like hard to separate that dream from reality, I believe those are, you know, your loved ones coming through, whether it's a human or an animal. So they can communicate with you there because you are accessible. You are, your guard's down when you're asleep, right? Now, there is a lady online. Her name is, I wrote it down, Danielle McKinnon. She is a pet psychic. And I like to listen to some of her videos sometimes um, about her work and what she does. And something she said was that if you hear your pet's name repetitively in a day, like three, four, five times in a day, that's them trying to get your attention. And I thought that is such a great point. I would have never thought of that. Especially if you have a pet that you're trying to communicate with that has a weird name, right? Like my dog, Rupp, R-U-P-P. He was named after a Kentucky basketball coach. Unless I'm in Kentucky, I'm probably not going to hear the word Rupp three times or four times in one day. So if I'm hearing that on the radio, the TV, conversation, whatever, that's not usual He's trying to get my attention. He's trying to say, hey, Ma, I'm still hanging out. You know, I'm still here. They don't want you to be sad. And I know we can tell ourselves that. Don't grieve. They don't want you to be sad, but you're going to. You're going to miss them. Getting this episode ready, I was going through pictures of him trying to find one to share, and I got a little bit teary-eyed, even me. So it, I, I get it. They are They are your family. I even have read somewhere, and tell me what you guys think about this, that animals, your pets can be part of your soul group. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with that term soul group, a soul group is a group of souls, literally, that reincarnate with you in every lifetime. So you kind of hang out together and then you go back to the other side, you wait for everybody to get there, you do it again. And in each reincarnation, there. Are different roles that you play. So in this lifetime, I might be my mom's daughter. But in the next time, lifetime, I might be her grandmother. It just depends. So some people believe that pets are part of that group. I don't know how I feel about that yet, because I haven't had that message come to me yet. And I'm not going to tell you guys something that I don't know for sure. But I think it's interesting to study about. And I think it's something that we could meditate on and we can kind of get those answers from spirit if we want them. But I think it's very interesting that they can come with us into these different lifetimes. And that makes me happy. I want him to come with us in different lifetimes, right? And there's some of these pets that you just have this emotional connection with. Um, as I said, I'm an animal lover, so I have many animal that live in my home. Um, I have another dog. Her name is Sugar. There's sugar, she again is a rescue that came to us with nine puppies, but sugar is incredibly special to me now she's she's no rup, no one is a rup, but she is a sugar, and sugar has this emotional connection to me that I can't explain she and maybe you experience this too with your pets you know i get if I get upset, even not visibly upset internally upset about something because i don't you know i, I don't. Cry a lot. I don't visibly get upset very often. She's right there. She knows. The night that I was having a breakdown here, when my owl came through at four o'clock in the morning, she was right by my side, head in my lap. What's wrong? She knows. So we all have those connections, and that connection's not going to go away when that animal passes. The connection's still there. You can still communicate. It just looks a little different, right? I think that's a very comforting thought. I think it's a very comforting idea that these animals are here with us to help us, to guide us, to comfort us, to to support us and give us messages. We just have to pay attention to it. And I I think that's going to be the takeaway here is just pay attention to your surroundings. And these animals have messages for you. We are going to now transition to, we, we played a psychic game last week. So we are going to play a couple this week and see what you guys think. All right, so here's the box. We all know about the box. Um, let me move this out of the way. So in our box this week, Remember last time we had a little stuffy in there and we had you guys focus your energy and try to predict what was in the box. I don't like the word guess. We're not guessing here. We're feeling. So um, you're not going to hear me say guess the color, guess the whatever. In this box is an object. And I don't want you to tell me what the object is. I want you to tell me the color because colors have a feel to them. Colors have... I, I'm not going to go so far to say it's an emotion to them, but they do have a feeling. You know, certain colors might feel lighter than other colors. Certain colors may feel darker than other colors. So I want you to really concentrate on what's in here. I'm going to put it down. I feel like Vienna white. I'm going to put that down. And I want you to take just a moment to get quiet, and I want you to to really concentrate on this little box here and what's on the inside. And I want you to feel, use that clear sentience, that feeling, that intuition you have to feel that color. We're going to post this as soon as we get this video posted. It might be tonight or in the morning, but we'll post the answer um, to our social media feeds as soon as the video goes up, because I know I get very excited Uh, about the answers to these things so good luck with that I am very excited about it now this is a game you can play with us but there's also psychic games you can practice playing by yourself so one that I like to do I'm going to tell you guys about I call it the elevator game so if you go to a, a office building a hospital somewhere that has multiple elevator doors all in one area right like in one hallway I, when I go to these places, hotels, whatever, I like to guess which door is going to open without looking at the numbers and the arrows and stuff at the top, because that's cheating. and We don't want to cheat. So use your intuition to start trying to predict which one is going to open. The first couple of times you may not get it right. And that's fine, right? This is practice. That's why it's called Practice. But you will get better at it the more you do it. So just kind of put that little game in your back pocket, stick it in the back of your head so the next time that you have the opportunity to be in front of several elevator doors at once, you can practice. My kids didn't even play the game at this point. And when I say kids, guys, I have a 19-year-old, almost 20, and a kid who will be 16 in a couple of weeks. So they're not really kids anymore, and they still do this stuff with me. So it's something that it really kind of builds your confidence, first of all. And second of all, really builds that intuitive gut feeling that we all have. So let me know how you guys do on this game in the comments, or you can um, instant message me on Instagram um, and let me know how the elevator game is going. I think that's a really, really fun one. Now, last but certainly not least this week, we are going to do a little giveaway on some really cool stones. So um, here's the stones here. They're chakra stones. You have all seven of them for each of your chakras. And they're going to come to you um, individually wrapped in this little, let me see, there we go, in this little green bag. The way that you can enter this giveaway is to go to my website, blackcreekparanormal.com, go to the contact page and enter your email address where it says to sign up for the newsletter There's a form under that also that will have you sign up for investigations and stuff like that. Ignore all that unless you just want an investigation. Then don't ignore it. But all you have to do is put your email address in the contact form on blackcreekparanormal.com and we will put your name in a drawing for those stones. I plan to draw probably in about 10 days. So today's the 20th, so the 30th of June, I'll draw. Maybe even I'll do it July 1st. So I'll give you guys till midnight, June 30th, and then I'll put everybody's name in a a name generator and we'll go from there. If you have any questions, let us know. You can always email us please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. That really helps us reach a bigger audience. And that's what we, we need in order to keep this podcast going. So if you guys are enjoying this, please make sure that you, you um, share this with your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to do that. And we'll see you guys next time. Have a great day.